Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So Tom Brady visited Disney World, and Tom Brady is starting a new company called Autographed. And Tom Brady met with Patrick Mahomes to film an EA Sports commercial at Carrollwood Day School. Is there a more marketable player right now than Tom Brady? And is there Brady fatigue yet? Nike has come out with new uniforms. This is true. For the Boston Red Sox. They're called Nike Connect. They're doing it with all the teams, apparently. And they're designing them to connect the team to the city. With the Red Sox, there's no red in the uniform anywhere. And I guess maybe there's socks. Does baseball need a fresh coat of paint? Would that help the sport? We'll discuss all that and more with Tom Jones, my former radio partner, longtime columnist of the Tampa Bay Times, now with a pointer Institute of Media Studies on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. And Tom, your namesake, Tom Brady, TB12, <laughs> didn't mention them as well. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. Um he gets $5 every time you say TB12. Here's another $5. I think that's true. You know, I was, it was funny. I was listening to Dan Patrick, um, who I love to listen to, by the way. Yeah, Been on the show great. a few times. But uh, shameless plug. He, you know, they actually came up with T-shirts before anybody else that said Tampa Bay. Mm. And they got a cease and desist letter right after that. <laughs> of course they did. Brady and his team of Connecticut lawyers From- all over that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. So right after they got this season desist letter, then Brady's people went and copyright wrote Tampa Bay. They didn't even have the copyright. Dude, they, they just told him to stop printing the T-shirts so that they could then copyright it. And now they're printing the T-shirts. They took. They went in there and took Dan Patrick's lunch money, and then. Uh... <laughs> and of course, like most people, Dan Patrick said, no, "We stopped printing the T-shirts." <laughs> Yeah. I didn't really want didn't really want to take on his lawyers. No, over I'm some t- no, not of not Brady. No, no way. It was funny. He had uh oh I'm thinking of who who's the uh help me out with with names here, and I don't know why I can't remember the former Duke basketball player that does all the um analysis on ESPN. Um Jay Billis. Oh Jay Billis, Thank yeah. Thank yeah. you, Rick. Uh Jay Billis was on with Dan Patrick and he said he was because he's a lawyer. And he goes, right. you know, hey, I'll help you out with this copyright stuff. If you want me to take on Tom Brady? No problem. Um, and and at the end of it, he says, can't you just see Brady sitting there petting a a furless cat <laughs> with a pinky ring? <laughs> just going, uh, I yeah. got you now, you know. That's exactly. Dr. No. Evil, you know. <laughs> He's Dr. Evil. Um, right. This is a, we feel like kitties. Uh, so yeah, it's just, it's funny to me that he does own the world and I'd never realized it cause he was in new England. I should have. Um, but it, it is incredible. And, um, no kidding. He did, he did launch a company called autograph. Um, and in fact, speaking of his autograph, just to give you an idea. Um, he sold one the other day. I saw that. Uh, 
a rookie card of Tom Brady's. This is yeah. no joke. He didn't sell it, but Sold yeah, there 2. was a point two five million dollars. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. And he's and CNN reported this happened just the other night. CNN reported um, that he's launching an NFT platform, which is non fungible tokens for all you older people out there. Um, and basically, it's a digital content. You know, they link link it to like a blockchain. And anyway, any and every each NFT, as they call it, is unique and it verifies authenticity and ownership and that sort of thing. So he's launching this company, and and they're going to do this for all the arts, you know, music and, and uh, entertainment and everything else, including sports. He just get he's a, he's a global icon. And of course we know the TB 12 brand is, you know, growing by leaps and bounds. It's, it's really incredible. I mean, and maybe I'm just close to it cause he's the bucks quarterback. Now I know he always did a lot of stuff, but it seems like since he's come from new England to Tampa Bay, the portfolio is growing. The portfolio is growing, Rick, and I think his popularity has grown. I actually think moving to Tampa Bay has been a good move for him. Oh, I totally think that. Because I, let's face it, when he was in New England, most of the country didn't like him for two reasons. One, he was really good, and people were sick of New England winning every year. Mm -hmm. But number two, right. there was a little bit of there was a little bit of stench about it. You know, you know, he there was the cheating scandals. So believe it or not, whatever it was. If you liked New England, you thought it was the silliest thing in the world. If you didn't like right. New England, which was basically the rest of the country, you know, there was the flake gate and then there was spy gate. Spy gate. And yeah. it's just like this feeling of and Brady's not he seems like a nice guy, but he's not he's not warm and embraceable. He's not you know, he, he seems a little bit off putting, a little bit distant. He wasn't know? let me just say this. He wasn't up there. Um and I think part of that was the Patriot way. Maybe. Part of that was yeah. Belichick. I think he's been a lot more approachable in Tampa as a Buccaneer. And as you said, I think his likability quotient went up. For one, there's another region of the country that's rooting for him, right? In, right. in Florida, anyway. Um, but he's also sort of untethered. I mean, you think he throws the Lombardi Trophy, you know, uh, uh, in Boston, you know, like like it's part of the Tea Party? If, uh, you know, if Belichick was was on the parade? I don't know. I, I, yeah, you might be right. But here's the thing that I think that's made the real difference, Rick, is now he's gone to another team that allegedly didn't cheat or doesn't cheat, and he won a Super Bowl there. So it almost, in a way, it almost scrubs him clean, I think, of, of whatever absolutely. he... Absolutely. He got sanitized. I think he yes. got whatever reputation he had was sanitized when he came to the lowly Bucks, a franchise that at the time has been replaced by your Minnesota Timberwoods, had the worst... Wolves had, had the worst winning percentage in North American sports history mm -hmm. uh, and had not been to the playoffs in 12 years, had won a game since, you know, 2000 and uh, a playoff game since 2002 Super Bowl, 2003 season or two season. Um, and, then he, and then he goes all the way with them in his first year during the pandemic. I mean, come on. Yeah, Who's no. better, Brady or Belichick? Really? I think I think this move has been terrific for him. I think it scrubbed him clean. I, as you mentioned, sanitized him. And now I think he's as popular as ever. Now people, um, I think people are starting to embrace him. They're starting to like him a little bit more than they always used to, just because, like I said, that it was hard to like him in New England, especially after he won like three, four. <laughs> after he got up to that, it's like, all right, enough already. I'm sick of this guy. But seeing him wear a different uniform, has changed everything as far as the NFL, Rick. I mean, I still don't know that he's quite as likable as like Peyton Manning, like Peyton Manning, everywhere you go, Peyton Manning, 
and I know Tom Brady has done stuff. He's been on, you know, he's been in a in that Ted movie, and he's done a Family Guy, he's Saturday Night Live, Saturday Night Live, and stuff like yeah. that. But but you know, Peyton Manning with with the insurance commercials and uh, nation. What was it nationwide? He does. Um, mm-hmm. I know he's Saturday Night Live, and he does the thing on ESPN. No, he's retired now. He's not playing, so that that helps out a lot too. You know, he doesn't yeah. he doesn't have to worry about um, getting ready for a season or working out or or playing. Um, but I could see Brady heading down that road. I could see Brady starting to become a more national figure. Look, I, I don't know what, like, does he do a lot, a whole lot of national stuff? Like you don't see him in, not, well, I was going to say McDonald's. He, can't well, imagine, he did. Can't imagine Gronk, he eats McDonald's, but yeah, yeah he, he did really the commercial with but Gronk. Gronk did the AT&T commercial right, and, right. and, you know, he obviously has, you know, watch, uh, indoor. I mean, he endorses a lot of things that you um, see in magazines, like sports magazines, apparel, yeah. but mostly, yeah, mo- mostly, you know, marketing, you know, print marketing and, and things like that. I don't think he does a ton of commercials, uh, television commercials per se, but you know what, after this, who's to say, like I said, and here's the, the funny thing about this story, um, that, that came down, you know, just the other night was, there's a grainy photo that Dan Lucas of Channel 8 somehow came up with. I don't know who gave it to him, but um, of what looks to be Tom Brady wearing a Bucks uniform, or at least shoulder pads and whatnot, and, he, and, and a claim that he's out there with Patrick Mahomes at Carrollwood Day School. Now, this was during the afternoon on Tuesday, and it looks for all the world that that's what it is. And, and then when, when Joey Knight, you know, checked with, Carol Wooday, they came back and said, well, we can neither confirm nor deny, which is a confirmation. Right. Um, and that uh, their marketing person said, well, there's also a, uh, a non-disclosure agreement. <laughs> so, okay. So we got all that put together. Plus, it looks like it might have been EA Sports, which also, oh, by the way, produces Madden, you know, that football game. Sure. So you kind of wonder, you know, if it wasn't Mahomes and Brady, you know, doing some stuff for that. Um, whether it's the cover or whatever it is, I, I don't exactly know what they were doing out there, but it, they weren't, you know, trying to replay the Super Bowl by themselves. Uh, and, and so it's, it's, you know, two of the biggest stars, you know, in the NFL coming together for a promotional thing in Tampa is, is kind of neat. It's kind of news, you know, so he's, he's not slowing down. Let's put it that way. That, that knee surgery has not stopped him from, you know, from doing what he needs to do in the off season, as he always does in a commercial. I, he, the guy has an incredible team around him. His social media, Tom, is, is just off the chain. It's funny. It's good. He's done a lot more since he's left uh, New England. And um, well, and I think the, I think as it. a country, the if I'm a if I had a company and I, I was looking for a sponsor, mm-hmm. I don't know immediately after Deflategate or Spygate that I'd be to- a whole lot interested in Tom Brady at that point. Now, maybe not. Now, yeah. yeah, sure, bring him on. Let's yeah. like, and again, the, even that little moment, like him in the boat or throwing the 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 Lombardi Trophy, or him s- sort of being carried when the when there was the, that great photo. Yeah, Ryan Griffin <laughs> leaning on Ryan Griffin as he's staggering off the boat. Yeah, that made him normal. That made him feel like one of us. Like uh, before then, he felt like somebody who lived on Mars. Like who is he's, right. he? Felt like a Martian. But now he's oh okay, he's one of us. He gets drunk like us. He celebrates like us. He's a regular guy. You know, <laughs> seriously, he just seemed like he's one of us now. You know. What's really interesting, if you know anything about him, and this is absolutely true, I have done checked and triple checked my sources that, and you can imagine, I mean, this guy's a, he's a celebrity quarterback. There's not been many of those in the game of football. 
I mean, you got to go back to Joe Namath and, um, you know, I think Peyton Manning was that for Indianapolis for a while. And, um, but there, there's not many guys that have that sort of celebrity, especially when you marry, you know, Giselle Bunchen and, and, you know, Bunchen and, and, and go on and, um, you know, uh, do all the things that they've done together. But I, I, I do think that, you know, he, he is by all accounts, um, as gracious of a teammate as, um, does not put on airs with anybody insists that, that, you know, uh, they not call him the goat among other things. <laughs> um, and, and really does care. Like he, his leadership, it's, it's very unique. It, he does it by caring and by demonstrating how much he cares for his, his teammates. And he will spend the time getting to know all of them. You know, we, there's that great story after he signed one of the first things, or, or really not even after he signed, when he was going to agree to terms, the first thing and the only thing he asked of the Bucks wasn't his jersey number or anything like that. He said, I want the phone numbers of all, all of my new teammates, every one of them if you can give me that. And he went about the process of calling each and every one and continued to, to, you know, expand his relationship with them and, um, got to know them. I know, I know guys he's taken out to dinner and their wives. Um, it's been, it's, it's neat to see from the inside. He doesn't, you don't hear a lot about it. Um, but you won't find, find me a teammate in new England and the guy played 20 years there or one in Tampa that has a bad thing to say about Tom Brady to anybody. Not well, and the other thing, publicly, the other thing too. I mean, he's he was. I now he's Tom Brady, and he's the biggest thing ever in football. But never heard really any off-field scandals. Like, not Mm-mm. nothing, nothing. Not, I mean, nothing. Not, like nothing some, salacious at all. No, no, certainly like nothing. Like we're seeing with Deshaun Watson these days, or oh, who knows that's how it's going to turn out. But no, I mean, off, you ever you almost hear nothing about him off the field at all, really, other than you know right. he seems to be a great dad. And mm-hmm. um and enjoys his family and and is, and is a good mm-hmm. family man. So now it's uh it's been interesting to watch. I think that I, I've said this before, Rick. I, I think when we look back at this whole thing, when we're both retired and looking back at our careers, I think we'll look back and 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 look at the Tom Brady slash Bucks as probably the coolest story that that we'd ever seen in Tampa Bay sports. I mean, it's it's just amazing to watch this guy it's been interesting be, to be in his orbit even yeah uh, even there's a, there's a sort of like a distant satellite to it it's it's really interesting i don't know if i'm ever truly in his orbit i'm more like just a <laughs> comet passing by that's uh, it <laughs> once every 21 years he's the, actually we're standing <laughs> still he's the comet that goes by that's the- <laughs> that there you go yeah right it's the supernova yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it we're, is we're interesting. Black, we're we'll, more we'll, black holes. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I'm going, going down the rabbit hole right now, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it's, it, it is interesting and it's going to be, you know, what I look forward to, and I thought it was a shame last year, but whatever we can't have nice things is that that team, that likable team that, you know, won a super bowl, did it in the home stadium that you couldn't have those sellout crowds in big games against Kansas city or the Rams. Um, hopefully we'll get back to that and the world will get back to being normal or whatever the new normal is going to be. And those, those stadiums will be full. That's the plan at least. Um, but I do want to see sort of what the reaction of Tampa fans are and just their ability to scream and yell and, you know, do all those things that fans go to games for, you know, to do. So it'll be interesting. 
Speaking of marketing, let me ask you about this. It's kind of interesting. I don't know if you saw this. Nike, uh, which does a lot of sports apparel, Major League Baseball and others, um, they're always, you know, trying to create more marketing products. That's Mm -hmm. what you do. You try to come up with different alternative uniforms and whatnot. They're doing this thing called Nike Connect and with baseball. And the first one I've seen is for the Boston Red Sox. (laughs) So they're trying to connect the franchises um, with the city that they represent. And even though they are the Boston Red Sox, the, I don't, if you take a look, uh, maybe I'll post this, post this on, um, on sports day, Tampa Bay uh, on Twitter at, um, at sports day TV, the Red Sox uniforms that Nike has created, and they're going to wear them. I think on Patriots day, I believe Uh, they're, they're yellow, yellow and light blue. Kind of like the Rays light blue Sunday uniforms, if you will. Right, 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 right. Um, particularly the hats. So the jerseys are yellow with with light blue Boston on them, and then the hats are are blue, uh, that light blue, and they're really cool, like really cool. And they said well, you like so you like the, you like these uniforms. I loved them. Really, and, and it's really interesting. Yes, because they they it took them a long time to figure out how they were going to connect the city to the uniform because it's Nike Connect, and what they did was. They went down that street where um, the permanently there's painted the the finish line of the Boston Marathon, mm-hmm. and that was, those are the colors. Uh. And even on the sleeve, there's a patch about you know the starting line of the Boston Marathon or whatever. So it has some some connection from a color scheme wise. But let me ask you this: We see you know I mean obviously you know teams you know on on Fourth of July or you know if it's St. Patrick's day, you know, whatever mm-hmm. they'll, they'll wear different uniforms for that day or different hats, that sort of thing. What do you, what do you make of this idea? And, and secondly, does baseball need this? Do they need an influx of, of newness? Because Tom, I saw a thing the other day where the average fan that watches baseball on television is 57 years old. Yeah. Makes sense. It's funny. I just so I just recently got the package, you know, the MLB package. And the reason I got it, right. quite honestly, is I love baseball. You, I know you love baseball, but I admit mm-hmm. watching one game at one time can be boring. And so I got the package so I can watch five games at one time, you know, right. and flip around from. And there's, you know, it, it, there's no, I don't have to sit through pitching changes. I don't have to sit through commercials. And- I don't have to sit through long at bats or whatever. I flip over mm-hmm. to another game. Having said that, and maybe I'm a little more of a traditionalist, I'm not a big fan of these like constant third jerseys in any sport and these alternate mm-hmm. jerseys and alternate uniforms. I don't mind it now and then. I don't mind the throwbacks now and then. But it seems like teams just go overboard with it. I just want just where, you know, if you're the Yankees, and the, and the Yankees really don't do much of it. But, um, you know, I, you like turning on a game. I like turning on a game and I immediately know who's playing. <laughs> I don't like turning on and, look, and looking at the uniforms and go, who's that? Oh, that's the Brewers. <laughs> this is the Milwaukee Brewers. What? Are so here's the thing too about these uniforms. And I'm looking at these Red Sox uniforms. I, I'm not crazy about them, but okay, you like them. So my thing is, okay, you could probably figure out certain colors that would work for certain cities. So like I'm guessing Pittsburgh, they already wear their uniform. It's black and gold. Everybody in Pittsburgh wears black and gold. <laughs> I don't. And we can get yeah. the. Go oh, by the way, they wear it for the Steelers and the Penguins as well. Right. And the pirates, whatever, you know, so they all, yeah. you know, but I think there are a lot of cities we're going to be reaching for 
these are the uniforms of that city. Like, what's Tampa We're Bay? We're going to connect. What do we know? What what, is... what connects Tampa Bay? What what would be <laughs> if you think water. of a color of Tampa Bay? I think of I think of water. Think of water. Now you can okay. say, well, they already got blue uniforms. Well, that's true. But we're surrounded by water and sun. Do you do sort of the blue? Maybe an orange and blue. Maybe, orange, uh, orange, blue. Yeah, like Florida, green, you, you know, like palm sunset. tree, sunset. Yeah, green, palm trees, sunsets. sunsets. Okay. Yeah. You know, uh, back in the day when the St. Petersburg Saints played, <clears throat> shameless plug, my dad played for that team. Uh, I saw a uniform that they wore, and they, they, they were just, they were very similar to what the Rays are now. In fact, I think the Rays kind of, they'll tell you, they borrowed from that tradition of the St. Pete Saints being blue and white. Mm-hmm. Um, but they had one that had a, a on the sleeve was a pink flamingo. Kid you not. Coolest wow. thing I've ever seen. I see. Yeah, I covered the old on the senior league team that was Remember, They had a senior baseball. They had league. great uniforms. Yeah. They did. They were good. They were red or gold or yellow and red, but their name was the Pelicans, which a lot of people mm-hmm. think that should have been the name of the, of the team. Of the race, like Pelicans is Saint. That is Saint Pete when you think of when you think of Pelicans. Absolutely, not a very scary animal. But <laughs> I think well, it's got a. I, au contraire, I disagree. I accidentally caught one of those things when I was fishing one day. Brother, you don't want to get near a pelican. <laughs> now he lives in your house. He lives in the he lives in the spare <laughs> yeah. room. You can't get his rid of his name. Is his name is Pete, and, and he eats a lot of fish every day. Don't don't um, you think though, Rick? Things. When 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 you start. Like let's we got to come up with a uniform to get younger people to watch. You probably got troubles at that point, don't you think? <laughs> I mean, you're probably not well with people. I mean, if you're really gonna if you're really gonna narrow it down, yeah. Um, but may, maybe people are tired of print stripes. I really don't know. Um, yeah, I think there's some truth to that. I really do. I think uh, I think we might be reaching a little bit in the marketing side of things. But you know, look, baseball is is trying. You know, they 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 are. Trying to make the games quicker, they're not. Um, they're. I tell you, I watched the Yankees, Rick, and it was the other day. The game was, and I think it's a Yankees thing, partly. But oh, I was totally watching. The, I was watching the Yankees the other day. And it was a four. It was. It was going on four hours, and the score was five three in the seventh. Yeah, like it yeah. wasn't like it was a fourteen eleven game. No, no, no. It was five three in the seventh, yeah. and it was going on four yeah. hours. Like what is? What are we doing? Taking so. a long time, <laughs> a long time to play, and 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 I, you know. This thing about, uh, you know, now this year, supposedly they've deadened the baseballs, and I believe they have because I've seen some balls that I know would have been caught and they're being caught at the yeah, warning yeah. track um, just from the launch angles and things. I mean, I think I think baseball is trying. I give them that, but I don't know that we're getting there quick enough with the sport. Right. Which is sad to me because I don't – to me, there's not a better sport to play or to watch, but that's just me. I, I grew up loving the sport and – and my dad yeah, coached same. and all that, but yeah. um, but still, there is a part of me that's sad that um, you know that they're losing, sort of losing the war a little bit here when it yeah. comes to you know comes to popularity and things like that. I am looking forward to going back to the, when we can go back. I mean, oh, I mean, I know you wait. can now, but but um, in full capacity, yeah, you know, like, like for a regular game, yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's fun. I also miss, you know, going to dinner and things like that, too. So, <laughs> yes, I do. It's not just restricted to sporting events. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Uh, let's get you out on this one. I, I got a couple of them. Uh, one, was, one was a really good question that was asked of me on Spectrum Sports 360. I want to get your opinion of this. Check us out on that station, by the way. Um, we do the uh, face-off every night. I'm on usually on Tuesdays. But uh, the question was this. What will, will you remember more about or will people remember more about the Final Four? Um, Gonzaga, right, in the season they had, and I would imagine the, the shot that um, Jalen Suggs had against UCLA. Mm-hmm. Or is it the Baylor Bears winning the national championship? I think I'll remember Gonzaga. Now, part of that story will be that they lost the finals. I mean, I, that's that's part of, right. the, of the story. But and, you'll and see that shot a billion times, right? I I will. That's the shot that I remember. You remember, I think back to, like, the Christian Leitner game. Like, I remember yes. that. Yes. I don't Which remember. was not a Final Four. No, it, was it wasn't. That, that was a right. I think. I think it actually was a. It was a regional final, right? I think it tremendous was just regional to go to final, final. Kentucky against Duke. Yeah. I don't remember who won that year. I mean, I'm sure I can go back and look it up, and and I'll remember. Or I'll tell you another one. Remember, I remember the year where Duke beat UN, where UNLV lost. They were going for a perfect season. They lost in the semifinals. Larry Johnson to team, Duke. Yeah. yeah, Larry Johnson and Stacey Ogman, all those guys lost to Duke mm-hmm. in. That was a semifinal. I don't remember mm-hmm. who Duke beat in the finals. Maybe, right? Maybe it was Michigan. No, Kansas. Maybe Kansas. I see. That's what I'm saying. I can't even remember. But I yeah. remember the semifinal game. So I remember Gonzaga. I remember the win against UCLA, and mm-hmm. and I think I'll yeah. I will all remember that they lost. But that's what I, I think I'll remember. Oh, that's the year Gonzaga lost. No, not that's the year Baylor won. Does that make sense? Right. You know. No, I. I I think I think moments are big because you know it's one shining moment and all that, but but they didn't win the tournament and they were as great of a basketball team. People were comparing them to, well, if they go thirty-two and zero, you know, the only team to do that was a seventy was seventy-five Indiana. The last, the last time, yeah, last the last time, time was the seventy-six. But they were already Indiana. already comparing them to the greatest college teams of all time, Jordan and Worthy, and you know, and all of a sudden they don't win the championship and and not by a little bit they got handled they got yeah. manhandled. Yeah. So it's almost it's almost a shame because you think about where, you know, where Baylor was, um, you know, I mean, their, their coach got fired after he, you know, tried to cover up a murder, for God's sakes, so of one teammate to another. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they took over that dumpster fire and, and brought it. And the thing is, Baylor was a really, really good team all year. They, they got into a little bit of a funk when they got a bunch of players got COVID. But. In fact, you know, I think they were supposed to play Gonzaga earlier in the year. They and, were, and a game and, got and they posted. they lost to Kansas and they lost to somebody else when they came back, uh, and they just weren't themselves. And it took them a little while to get going again. But that's like one of the that's one of the best college basketball stories in a year where, you know, you didn't have the blue bloods and you had coronavirus and you had all these obstacles, and they they beat a an exceptional thirty one and zero. Gonzaga team that was no fluke and I I, I just think we sh- it's a shame if we don't remember the champion because I think the champion is is what matters here but I don't disagree with you I think that moment will be replayed more than you know more than Baylor cutting down the nets and you know the thing it was all set up too that if, Gen- if Gonzaga had won the championship 
that would have made the, the win against UCLA all the sweeter. It, that would have been the shining oh, moment yeah, of the tournament. I mean, it, it's almost like, oh, Marty St. Louis scores a goal in game six, and then they and then the Lightning lose game they seven. They lose, right. Like, not only lose game, but lose like six to one. You know, it's like yeah, they, yeah. they get an eyelid. Get, get like, their hat handed to them, yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, or, you know, it's a little bit like, though, it's like Carlton Fisk, we're, we're really dating ourselves a little bit. Carlton Fisk gets the home run in 75 World Series in game six, uh, mm. and then they lose game seven. You know, so it's almost right. like, but that's what I'm sorry. I, I will look back at this season and I'll remember. Yeah, that's the year Gonzaga lost. They had a great year. They were undefeated and they lost. But it was a, I tell you what, Rick, I'd probably watch more college basketball. The And I, I think this, this is a little pandemic related because we're stuck at home. Still, I'm still, you know, pretty much we all, are, all the time. Yeah. So I'm way more into sports watching it than I even was when I was a columnist working at the Times that, um, like I'll sit down and I enjoy watching hockey games at night and basketball games. And I watched a lot of the NCAA tournament. It's kind of fun too. We're all working at home for the most part. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it used to be like during when pre COVID everybody would sneak a, to look at the TV or watch on their computers, the end, the March madness. Well, now we, now we get to stay at home, it on, yeah. watch it at home. So I, I watched more of it this year than, uh, than probably in a few years, actually. And I, I watched a lot of the women's tournament, too. The women's tournament was a lot of fun. The women's tournament was was exceptional. Yeah, it really was. It was fun. Uh, okay, I'll get you out on this. Uh, the NFC South this year, you remember the NFC South. It was always the best quarterback division. Well, um, some of those same guys are still around, but for different teams, perhaps. So if I gave you the Saints and either Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill or the Falcons and an aging Matt Ryan or Carolina – now with Sam Darnold, would you take the field or Tom Brady at 44 years old in the Bucks? This isn't even close, is it? Tom no. Brady. Tom no. Brady all day long. I, I think you know what only- this is? This, this is Tom Brady going back into the AFC East when they had no quarterbacks. That's exactly right. That's a great <laughs> analogy. I mean, I like, look, I like Matt Ryan. I, I, I just like think Matt that Ryan team too. is in complete transition. Complete transition. That team doesn't know how they're going to field of defense, you know, who's their next quarterback going to be. They, they pick fourth. Everybody knows the first three quarterbacks or first three players are quarterbacks coming off the board. The draft really begins at four now. We don't know what they're going to do. Are they going to get somebody to help Matt Ryan or somebody to replace him? We don't know. Um, I like Carolina. I like Matt Rule. is a good coach. Darnold, you know, like every other quarterback with the Jets, had no chance. But it's going to take time. And I frankly don't know what Jameis Winston could be quarterbacking the Saints in the Super Bowl in L.A. next year. Or he could be replaced by Taysom Hill by week three. I, I just don't I don't know what what you're gonna get with with, with Winston at this point in his career. In order Brady, I would in order I'd go Brady and then Matt Ryan and then the say whatever combination of the Saints quarterbacks and then Sam Donald would be last yeah. on that list. Here's the thing, let me scare everybody in Tampa Bay just for a second, Rick. There was about a half a minute there, I thought, a year ago, where where Teddy Bridgewater made sense for Tampa Bay where you looked at, you sort of scouted out the field and say, okay, who's all going to be available. And then it was, like I said, a half a minute or so. I was like, yeah, hey, about Teddy Bridgewater had a pretty good year in New Orleans. And now Rick, imagine if that would have happened. He went to Carolina, Carolina watched him for a year and decided, you know what? Let's go with we Sam Darnold. Yeah. And not only a new quarterback, let's go with, it's not like they're going to draft somebody. It's not like, Hey, let's take a flyer on Mac Jones or somebody like that. Yeah. It's, Hey, let's go get a guy that no one's convinced can make it. Like maybe he can, mm-hmm. but we're not. That I mean, if you're Teddy Bridgewater, 
I think it's unfair to Teddy. I, I think it's unfair to Teddy. Um, look, I watched those Carolina games, at least the ones the Bucks played. Their defense yeah. was horrible. Not not bad. Horrible. That That's some of the worst defense I've ever seen. Um, they couldn't stop anybody. And, you know, they lost Christian McCaffrey, who was supposed to be and is supposed to be about 66% of their offense running and, and catching. He didn't play all year. So, you know, Teddy Bridgewater was never really poised to be the guy that was going to carry a team, um, although your quarterback sort of is put in that position. But he needed good players around him. He simply didn't get them. I still think Teddy's a good quarterback. I think he has to have a team much like the Saints were when he went, uh, what he win, eight games or five. He went 5-0 and oh, um, when Drew Brees couldn't play two years ago um, because he had a really good football team around him. Uh, that's what you need to build around Teddy Bridgewater. Frankly, you need to build around everybody. But where's he fit? Where does he fit now? I know Chicago went out and got Andy Dalton. I mean, would yeah, Chicago I don't. I don't know what's going to happen to him. I'll be honest with you. I think we'll have to see what happens in the draft. And if a team, you know, doesn't get the rookie that they need, perhaps he gets traded. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, the Texans might need a quarterback soon, uh, with all the stuff that's going on with Deshaun Watson. Right. I, I don't know. I think he's. I think he got a raw deal in Carolina. But I'm here to tell you, and this is true. If Tom Brady had gone somewhere else, their number two option was going to be to sign Teddy Bridgewater. Wow. And and you know what? I think he'd have played well enough to win, uh, to get in the playoffs. I think. Maybe not, but I think he would have. I, certainly, you couldn't predict a Super Bowl with him. Right. There's just no way. I mean, at one point, Brady was 7-5, and five, so... Who's to say what Bridgewater would have done? But he was he was going to be he was their choice over Winston, who was third in the in the sweepstakes. And then you know, and then Jameis ended up being the third quarterback in New Orleans for no money at all. Right. So you know that was his decision. It's going to be interesting, man. It's going to be a going to be an interesting year this year. So what we got going on at uh, Pointer dot org in the newsletter that you publish every week? Let's see. The other day, uh, sixty minutes and a little hot water over a Ron DeSantis story that they I thought they kind of. Messed that up. A little Are bit. they 60. in hot water or is DeSantis in hot no, water? No, 60 minutes. I think 60 minutes dropped the ball a little bit. And what they do, what what did they do wrong? What's the, the... the main the main thing they tried to do was make a connection between the fact that Publix had, and this was this wasn't even a major gist of the story. Like sort of the overall part of the story, the main part of the story was the vaccine the vaccines were going not going to neighborhoods that needed right, going most. to wealthy going to where wealthy people basically cut the line. Wealthy, right. Wealthy white people. Yeah. Where they cut exactly. And sort of almost in passing, they they talked about how Publix was a big part of the rollout of, of vaccines in Florida. And that uh Publix had donated I think a hundred thousand dollars to DeSantis um reelection campaign. Well first off that's mm-hmm. not illegal and Second off, it's not unusual. Publix donates mm-hmm. a lot of money to a lot of people from both parties. Usually both parties, right? Right. And so there was that. And that was pretty much it. Like, that was the only connection they made. Like, huh, they donate to DeSantis's reelection campaign, and then Publix gets the vaccine rollouts. Well, there was the reason Publix got it, according to everybody, including the Democrats who were part of uh, um in Palm it was Beach for distribution. For distribution, we're saying like, look, sixty minutes is off base. Or the reason Publix got it is Publix was ready to go. They were yeah. they, they said, give us the vaccines, we can get them rolling within days. Whereas no mm-hmm. other pharmacies were capable of doing that. And so they tried to make this connection, and, and there there really was no there there, you know. So yeah, um, yeah. So that's where interesting. 
Yeah, so I I thought sixty minutes. No, it does. People want to make it out like, oh, sixty minutes. There you go, done. Mainstream media blown another one. Like, it doesn't ruin sixty minutes. Sixty minutes is still a great journalism uh, outlet. Um, but it wasn't a good. It was it wasn't a good look. I thought they kind of dropped the ball on it. Well, it's good that uh, see that's the sort of thing that you do. Yeah. Uh, you know, writing about media and 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 trying to be fair and and you know, looking at what they report and then. Then taking it apart piece by piece. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're kind of, hey, is that Tom Jones on line one? Oh God, we got to talk to Tom Jones. Uh, I got one network that's no longer taking my calls, but that's for another day, another. Yeah, story. <laughs> we'll discuss that some other time. So check them out at pointer.org. Tommy, it's been great to be with you the last couple of days, man. Appreciate it. Always fun. I'll talk to you next week. All right, busy weekend in sports. The Rays, of course, will raise the banners, both for the American League East and the American League Championship banner, uh, against the Yankees for their home opener uh, at the Trop. First pitch is 3.10 p.m. The Lightning will play Saturday in Nashville against the Predators, and it's Masters weekend, of course, as they crown a new champion on Sunday. For Steve Burst and Gummerick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, have a great weekend, everybody. 